Welcome back to State of the Division. My name is Kendall McKee. We are back with the AL West. This is the dog days of baseball, Jack. These are probably my least favorite months in the season. I actually would prefer the winter meetings to this. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think that's a bold take, Kendall. I think that's a little crazy. Um, it is. I, I think when, when baseball is being played, that's better than when a bunch of old white men sit around in a circle and discuss which Latin guys they're going to dish out. Um, yeah, so fair. I will uh, I will absolutely side with the actual baseball being played and the fun being had as opposed to sitting at the uh, the uh, Opryland Hotel in Nashville and, and everybody talks about uh, the, the valuation of Shohei Otani. Way to uh, just make me sound like the oldest Southern Belle you've ever heard of it. Oh, life. yeah. Thanks. Um, no, it, maybe it's just because my team is awful at this point and there's yeah. just so much turnover going on and we're just praying for 23 at this point. Right. And uh, so but there is a lot going on in the AL West. Let's go ahead and start with what I think is probably going to be the big narrative over the uh, the rest of this, the regular season yeah. is the Moreno family is exploring options of selling the Los Angeles angels. And um, they have a pretty good reason to sell. Let me throw some numbers at you real quick. So the Moreno family bought the team in 2003 for one, uh, $184 million. Yeah. Sounds like a lot to me personally, but <laughs> then you compare that to the Mets sale of a $2.4 billion franchise uh, Jack, that's seven point six percent of uh, two point four billion. So quite a rise. Yeah. So this is from Joe Pompliano, um, with with Artie Moreno announcing that he's uh, open to hearing bidders for the LA Angels. Um, you mentioned one eighty four that he paid in two thousand three. Now the Angels are the ninth most valuable franchise in baseball at two point billion so that would be a 1095 percent net gain over 20 years so (laughs) if if you want to tell me that that owners are worried about losing money wasn't that the big conversation that we were having during the cba like owners are not losing money Artie moreno is just fine i promise yeah and i don't i don't think he's upset with the losing like sure that mental and emotional states from game to game are you know a hard probably that narrative to paint but then if you look back and you're a thousand x or whatever it is from your original investment you're not you're not upset at all maybe you're upset that you have to sell the team yeah i but listen if you were still bought all the way in you would hold it um because i guarantee you Artie moreno has has seen profits in his own end um the only way like Selling the team is not the only way to make money on a major league baseball team. I mean, you saw the, you saw the ballpark prices for a beer. Like everybody's charging over 10 bucks for a beer. Are you kidding me? So you are making money by owning a baseball team. You're making a shit ton of money. Your great, great grandchildren can live very comfortably if you own a baseball team. But if you feel like the direct Avenue to get out, if you fall out of love with owning a baseball team is by selling the baseball team, Godspeed. Let somebody else, um, like like our guy in uh, in San Diego, is that Seidler? Um, the I saw some quotes about him, and uh, I I mean he pretty much said like spending is the easiest part for me because I want the Padres to win games. Mm. Artie Moreno at one point 
wanted the Angels to win games. Now I'm not sure if he wants them to win games. So that's why he's getting out. I appreciate that he's being transparent enough about it. Yeah, I mean, there's no better investment really ever uh, than in uh, than an MLB franchise at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but so since Moreno took over, they had a super hot stretch. 04, 05, 07, 08, 08, 09, 14, all won the West. Yeah. So that was quite the stretch there. And I'm sure he was flying high. Of course, that was when that evaluation went up. They moved to Anaheim, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think they moved to Anaheim in his tenure. Um, they got their new ballpark where they're signed until the until uh, 29, I believe. Yep. Um, but then, like, recently they've had, you know, Trout struggling. Like, how is that going? They – like in the past 10 years, they paid Josh Hamilton and Albert Pujols a freaking butt ton of money. Plus the Anthony Rendon looks like it's going to be that as well. The Otani thing looked like it was going to be, you know, the best move ever. And, and it's, it he's is obviously, it is, yeah, yeah. but like, that's probably not going to end well for them. Well, unless they turn their franchise around with what they get back right for him, you know, Thor, you also had the Tyler Skaggs, Eric K uh, thing that happened. I forgot. Like, yeah. Like there's just a ton of stuff in maybe the past five to six years where you think Moreno's just tired. I think he's tired. Um, you know, I I think um I think emotionally the the Tyler Skaggs thing can can weigh very heavy on somebody's heart. Um, but I I don't think that's anything that has to do with forcing him out. I think the fact that they went zero for three to this point pretty much on. Hamilton, Pujols, and Anthony Rendon has to just be a dagger for him. I, I especially when you're so seeing brutal. Pujols do what he's doing right yeah, now, dude. Oh I mean, God. it's like you sign him with the hope that somehow, some way, he may be deterred from going into Cooperstown with a Cardinals hat on. You hope that maybe he experiences his best years and he goes in as an LA Angel. With Josh Hamilton, you're hoping you get multiple all-star games out of Josh Hamilton. You get a, a wrecked career. and you Yeah, get all you a, got was a drug addict. Yeah, you just got a bad dude spiraling out of control. The largest buyout in Major League history. Um, and then with Anthony Rendon, I mean, you're getting a guy that's swinging a clubbed hand during a brawl. Like, he's not only Jeez. is he hurt all the time, but he's not Jeez. that smart when he is hurt. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal how they went 0 for 3 on those massive, massive deals. Um, I They're not regretting the Trout deal. Like, you can't regret the Trout Never. deal. He's Mike Trout. Um, and Shohei Otani was the diamond in the rough. For what you got him at for three, four years, you will do that a million times over. So it, those two, the guys that are currently on the field for them, uh, great. But I think when, when he sees this team and this season spiral out of control – it may bring up those deep-rooted memories of, wow, I just spent close to a billion dollars on Pujols, Hamilton, and Rendon, and this is working terribly for me. <laughs> That's true. And, well, at least he's going to get 2.2 of that back, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, well, let's talk about Trout. He's an interesting, interesting situation right now. He's arguably the best player to ever hit the field. Um you know, that's what, what I think, at least <laughs> your little smile. Maybe maybe you don't think the same thing. But um, right now in his past, you know, uh, so five games or so, he's hitting six for 18. That's pretty good. So, you know, he's coming back. He's got a home run, four Ks, 
yeah. he seems to be turning on the ball pretty well is is the point I was making. Yeah. Um and so should we be as scared as as people are about Trout? Um, so I, I think the conversation about DeGrom and, and, or the conversation about Trout is very similar to the conversation about DeGrom, right? Where, um, the, the human anatomy is not designed to operate at the <laughs> level of excellence. Do. Yeah. Right. That Mike Trout and Jacob DeGrom operate at. I don't think that the human arm is supposed to sit one oh one with a fastball as effortlessly <laughs> as Jacob DeGrom. And that's why it feels like he's made of glass at some points. Um, right. Trout will have to deal with his back thing for the remainder of his career. Now, knowing the way that Mike Trout approaches baseball on a daily basis, I don't think he's going to half-ass in hopes of playing 150 games a year. I think he's going to go balls to the wall for 80 games a year. And anything above that is is bonus, right? right. Like, I, I feel like that's him. Um now, that is worst-case scenario that he's around for half a season every season until he retires. I don't think it's going to be that doomsday-esque. Um, but I, I think, you know, he might have a couple of stints on the 15-day or on the 10-day just to get right on a per-season basis. But when he's on the field, he's Mike Trout. And, you know, I, I think that there have been some more talented players in baseball history. But in recent memory, Trout's the most talented player on the field. I, I'm totally with you there. And he's the best player on the field since Bonds. Mm, yeah. And uh, so I did my math wrong. Do you want to hear what the actual number is? Yes. 91. 91. Okay. And so uh, I'm Still okay approaching with Approaching hard hit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that, especially with most of these are breaking pitches, what it looks like. Um, yeah. When I'm looking at the Savant page, most of them are breaking pitches. He's turning that around at 91. Um, I'm okay. No, but I mean, that. you mentioned he's got a 110 sprinkled in there too, and like the fact that his back is allowing him to punch out a 110 is is very very impressive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he actually has a 112. He's got a 112. Yeah, I mean, go. this guy packs a punch, and and even with a bad back, 112 that shows you that the human body is not designed to do what Mike Trout does. I know, and and just like the fact, like his. I've always thought his swing was very unique in the way of his rotation. It's it seems, yeah. But I mean, just like thinking about that rotation and then thinking like, oh, I wonder if that's hurting him. Like physically, I'm like, dang, I'm a little sad for him. You know? No, I mean, listen, man, like <laughs> a little sad for me, Jack. Like it's so beautiful. I want to keep seeing it, dude. I'm I'm 24, going on like 55 with my body. Like I've got a knee telling me when it's gonna rain, and I've got like my back just <laughs> killing me. When, whenever I get out of bed and, you know, there are some guys it's, it's trout, it's Yelich who was dealing with the lower back thing as well. When I watch those guys swing, the first thing that comes to my mind is if I took 50 cuts like that in a batting cage, how sore would I be the next day? You'd be toast. And the answer is incredibly sore. Like do you play, do you play slow pitch tech? I don't play slow pitch, um, but, you know, the, the recent experiences I've had swinging a bat have been like, you know, in a batting tunnel, like I'll just I'll hit a couple of balls off a tee to get a workout in because it spikes my heart rate because I'm not 17 years old in high school anymore and I'm not <laughs> swinging every day. But, um, you know, it's I, I'm sure you feel the same thing, right? If you play slow pitch or or if you've, you know, just kind of dicked around in a batting cage with with a couple of buddies. I mean, you wake up the next day and it's like, Oh my gosh, my forearms are on fire. My back's on fire. I didn't realize that was as serious a workout as it is. 
and we're not doing the uh, running and the sliding no, and the, no, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think I take like eight cuts a game or something like that yeah, when, in slow like, pitch. Hmm. And like I next morning, I'm like, right. You know, just, uh, just yeah. like, I feel like I really did some work though. So it, it's it, it kind of encouraging, you know. Like you're like, oh yeah, yeah. got yeah. a got a nice little uh, body temperature up. So hundred percent. Well, let's jump on to another guy who's absolutely injury prone at, the, at this point yeah. in his career. Lance McCullers is back for the all important Houston Astros or the Houston Lastros, as I like to call them. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's that's personal. So yeah. uh, McCullers is back. He's pitched OK in one start, but it was against Oakland. Yeah. And then he pitched not OK against Atlanta, which, you know, do you give him a pass there? Like, no, um, <laughs> the way that I view McCullers for this Astros team, because they were already so ridiculously deep and, and we kept on saying, but Lance is coming back. Remember right. that. Yeah. And this is the same Lance McCullers that led major league baseball in walks last year. I don't think anybody really cared because of what he does as a strikeout artist and as a breaking ball savant. Um, I think Lance McCullers functions best in a playoff rotation as a short leash two or three. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly how they can deploy him. I think McCullers is the three for Houston when they get into postseason rotation. Oh yeah. With, with Houston season, the way that they have trended so far this year, I mean, like they're not worried about September. Let's be honest. Like they're, they're worried about October. Let's get right for October Verlander with what Justin Verlander did. What? Two nights ago. I mean, it was what? Six innings, no hit ball. Only got a reach was on an error by Mauricio Dubon. He he punched out 10. He didn't walk anybody. Um, Is he ever going to get old? So the the most badass thing that I've ever heard from a baseball player in my in my days on earth is Justin Verlander telling media that he wants to get to 300 wins. Like that is so outdated. That's hilarious. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I want to win 300 games. I'm like, you know what? Godspeed, dude. It's like 15 wins a year for the next five years or something. And he's 39 years old. He can do it. Let's go. At the beginning of this year, I was just like, no shot, dude. Come on. Like, hang it up. You're, you're cooked. Yeah. And here we are. And he's got like a 188 at this point on August 25th. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe he can. can win 300 games. <laughs> He can absolutely win 300 games. Absolutely. So Verlander, Verlander is the one. Framber Valdez, the greatest ground ball pitcher in recent memory, yeah. is the two. And and McCullers, you know, as as a short leash three, I think you can get away with Luis Garcia as the four, even Arquiti as the four. I think if you were to combine Javier and McCullers in the same game, that is lethal. Absolutely. So lethal. So Verlander one, Framber two. And the combination of Javier and McCullers three, I think, lines you up for for immense success in the postseason. And I, I would like to point out that he's pitched 11 innings. He's got 11 Ks. Yeah. He does have seven walks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so but um, but you want that you want that kind of uh, controlled controlled chaos with Lance McCullers of like the hammer is great. You know, like he's coming out there amazing. with an absolute you know he's gonna. You know he's gonna have like that Fox ALCS whatever. He's gonna walk off the mound with his little orange glove, and everyone's gonna be like just going crazy. You know that's gonna happen. Yeah. So 
I'm not worried about it. He is like probably not above one or two, but I think he logs some significant innings for this team in the playoffs. So. I think so too. I how can he not right? And I'm I'm pulling up the data on how opponents fared against his curveball and his slider last year. And I mean, you know, even Stupid. with yeah, like even with the woes. Here's the thing about Lance McCullers, and, and this is the case with the modern pitcher now, right? I mean, there are guys that are going to walk a lot of people. Um, at the beginning of the year, Sandy Alcantara was walking a lot of people. Yeah. But the reality was nobody was crossing home plate. That's the only thing that matters. If you're in the business of winning games and the Houston Astros are in the business of winning games, the only thing that matters is that you don't allow runs. Yeah. And Lance McCullers did a good enough job at not allowing runs. Last year, yes, command was okay. Through the curveball in the zone 43% of the time, but opponents hit 148 against it. The slider, yes, he threw it in the zone 44% of the time, but opponents hit 145 against it. The changeup, he threw it in the zone 22% of the time, but opponents hit 183 against it. That is effectively wild to a T. <laughs> yeah. I love McCullers. I, I think he's probably my favorite Astro, which is saying a whole lot for me, Jack. Like that is saying a whole lot. So I, I need you to admit something because I don't oh, I don't know no. when the next time I'm gonna get to be on this podcast with you is again, but I need you to admit something. This Astros team, aside from Altuve and Bregman, is incredibly likable. Aside from those two? Aside from those two. All right. Yeah. But like, I still think I those guys are like so Sir, much I'm, of a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, like, they bring the collective down. I am I know they do. But, like, that rotation, that rotation, Verlander. Adding Mancini to it just takes oh, it to a new level. Adding Mancini takes it to a new level. I new likability level. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, Kyle Tucker. I, like, oh, I love Kyle Tucker. I love Jeremy Pena. I love, I mean, I even I love, like, Mauricio Dubon in that. Yeah, Dubon. Um, Vasquez being on that team too. I I think this Astros team, aside from those two jackasses, is incredibly likable. But if you got those two jackasses, you're oh, still labeled as team down. jackass. It brings you down to level <laughs> water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a quick like look at the rest of this division. It's a mess, Jack. It's absolutely a mess. Seattle actually had the best hitting week. Uh th so this past week, you know, we're doing these by weeks, right? Seattle had the uh, the best hitting numbers of any division as a team uh, or uh, not any division, but anybody any in the division. division. Yeah. Um, 17% strikeout percentage, um, 804 OPS, 211 ISO, 134 WRC plus. This team seems to be back. Uh, they seem to be, you know, where we thought they would be all year. And they took a hiatus for two months, you know, all they had to do was fight the angels and then they were fine, you know? So um, that's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. It is fun to watch. I mean, like, got to see Julio continue to do Julio things. Um, Absolutely. Adley Rutschman is quickly trying to nip at his heels for the American League Rookie of the Year. I don't I think like, he where can are you get going with that? Jack? No, I mean, he can he can nip at his heels for American League Rookie of the Year. Like what Adley's doing is really impressive. And yeah. since Adley has debuted, he's actually been better than J-Rod. But J-Rod's got the benefit of the doubt in, in that he's played 30 more games. And he's um, a center fielder flying all over the place. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's, you know, 30-30 threat. That's his kind of jam. So, um, yeah, I, I think Julio is is a lock. And Julio is going to be, you know, a top 10 player in baseball in a, in a very short time. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean Seattle's fun, man. Uh there was there was something else. Oh, uh Oakland, our Oakland update before we get to John Gray and the squirrel thing going on, because I feel like that can be our Ranger update. <laughs> yeah. Um our Oakland update. I saw Christian Pache couldn't make a uh, a leaping grab at the wall in Vegas uh last night. So that got me onto Christian Pache's baseball reference page. Oh god, don't do that to yourself. No, I'm I'm gonna do it to you. Career batting average, what is it? Uh, in the majors or just career? Majors. Like, okay. No, these are all major league numbers. 92 big league games. Uh, 190. 149. Oh! OBP, what is it? Uh, 220? 191. Oh! Slugging, what is it? Uh, zero. <laughs> 220 he's got a 412 ops in 92 big league games i didn't know i didn't know it was possible to be that bad but here we are the starting center fielder for your las vegas aviators christian pache jeez hey he's just he's trying to warm up the uh the the vegas crowd for when he gets there next year when they just move the whole franchise he is the sacrificial lamb he's the one that's got to go down and test the waters (laughs) and see if big league ball can survive there yes (laughs) the way God, Pache is so bad. You know, like so bad. He's so that's bad. That's the first thing that Arm and I bonded on when we first met. Is I had just spoke on uh on my Twitch show at the time about how he was the worst prospect card wise, and people were like buying his cards. I'm like, no, you just need to throw them away. And people were <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I know this dude is trash, and now he's still trash. Um, oh, but so- what I was gonna say for my Oakland update is they cut they cut Piscotti and Andrews, which seemed to be. Uh, you know, like emotional, like keystones for the team. Um, Piscotti was obviously, there's a cool story of him going to Oakland from St. Louis, uh, yeah. you know, but he just wasn't performing. Both of them immediately get moved to other teams, which is strange. Um, and I got to see uh, Andrews play against the Guardians on your team last Friday. And it was awesome. So yeah. I'm glad they cut him. I, I'm I'm glad they released him too. Personal, I mean, it, what was great to see the White Sox do was make a move that made a lot of sense and do it really quickly. Um, like it was Andrews hit the open market. Everybody said, oh, the White Sox need a shortstop while TA's out. And Rick Hahn said, yeah, we do. Let's go yeah. get him. Let's and go get him. And he's it. not so, as bad as he was last year. So no, I, he's got, there is new life injected into him this year because he knew that he could have been on the move. Um, I think he also knew that, you know, if he if he did stay like he was playing in a stress free environment and they were going to be the worst team in baseball. Yeah. And now he's just going to ride out the rest of the season with Chicago, maybe make it, maybe not. I'll let you determine that. Um, And then he's just going to be the 2023 head coach of the Texas Rangers. So, yeah, uh, perfect. And And the Rangers, John Gray had had befriended a family of squirrels in the Arlington area. Just Uh, do you have the tweet pulled up? Uh, I can pull it off real quick. Yeah, the the way the guy like tweeted it is just perfect narrative. Oh man, let's see. Um, it's back a little bit. I mean, people text in this thing all the time. I can't stand it. Okay, yeah, Nick Groke. Um, here we go. Before John Gray left Denver, he befriended a family of neighborhood squirrels. He fed them almonds, and they would sit on his shoulder and hang out with the Rangers in town. Gray said he walked to his old house to see if the squirrels remembered him, but he couldn't find them. <laughs> That's so sad. 
I thought, I thought it was going to end in such like maybe a picture with him and the squirrel. I was hoping so too. I was hoping that. And then, all, and then he's like, like, they'd be all lining an arm or something. <laughs> and then I'd like, he might as well have just said, and they're dead. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gone. They're never coming back. <laughs> and he met the, he shook the hand of the, of the now current homeowner with a squirrel hat on. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, just something super underwhelmed. I mean, that was so bad. They weren't Poor there. John, you know, like his season's already just kind of been a, a wash. And then now he can't even find his long lost squirrel friends. Just horrible. Just horrible. Uh, Jack, I, that's where we're at with the Rangers. We're talking about John Gray's squirrel friends. Dude, that's where we're at with the American League West. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> the Astros and then that's everybody fair. else. That's fair. Javi will be appreciative that we even put this on the pod. So, uh, yeah. Why don't why don't we uh why don't we just end it with that? The squirrels are done. You know, the Astros are clearly taking this division. Seattle might end up being a wild card race. The uh, Angels are for sale, thank God. Moreno is uh d- pulling the right decision there. Mac- um Oakland finally let go of Andrews so he could go play some meaningful baseball and um Texas squirrel problem. Squirrel problem. <laughs> Love this it. has been great. Thanks for listening to uh, State of the Division, the AL West. I'm Kendall McKee with Jack McMullen. Thanks. We'll see you next week.